You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. The most effective control technique deployed by the American media is to distract the audience. This is very easy to do because everyone takes the bait. But today's distractions are threatening our very lives. While people are busy discussing their opinions on he said, she said nonsense from Hollywood stars and celebrating the fact that one of the billionaires who made hundreds of millions off the COVID lockdowns just bought Twitter, the banker's agenda continues to move forward unobstructed. The World Economic Forum has made their intentions clear. You will own nothing and like it. And the best way to accomplish this is through more lockdowns, permanent lockdowns, with occasional breaks for good behavior. Just as China led the way in 2020, showing the world how efficiently a totalitarian regime can fight a fake pandemic, the rest of the world soon followed. Shanghai is now building cages around entire apartment buildings to keep people from escaping, an entire new method of government mass murder. America's version will be so much more cozy. World nations are beginning to adopt the carbon tax and cutting off the fuel supply while announcing massive fuel shortages. In America, Gavin Newsom is leading the way by cutting off the water and power to Californians after years of creating the problem by turning off production. While facing a massive fertilizer shortage, Bill Gates owns the majority of farmland and wants you to eat nothing but genetically modified synthetic food products. And he marches forward, no matter how much you make fun of him on social media. And while we face an immediate shortage of fresh foods and staple items, over a dozen food processing plants have been destroyed in recent weeks. It may not be possible to see the entire picture from the level where we are at, but they are going to shut us down again. The very systems of government we believed were put in place to serve us are being used to kill us by billionaires and banks while they maximize their own profits. That much is clear. And as far as the ones perpetrating this human liquidation, what they can clearly see is that we will obey. We will put the mask on when we are told, and we will take it off when we are told, and we will celebrate that as a victory. They know that we will ignore their destruction of America so long as they feed us distractions to ruminate over on social media, just as they are doing right now. On January 20th of this year, the WHO submitted a proposal that would give the World Health Organization international authority over pandemic response, meaning no more recommendations, but de facto law. This proposal has been fast-tracked by Washington for consideration at the World Health Assembly this May. They want to make you stay inside your home and die quietly, peacefully, where no one notices. Many of you may doubt that they will get away with any of this, but our actions say differently. Our actions suggest that they can do it again. And so long as we have a voice on Twitter, once we are locked down in our homes again, we can complain of the food shortages, the rolling blackouts, and the cyber attacks. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Brilliant. 
up as ever from Greg Reese. Remember, you can find and share that video at band.video. Incoming carbon taxes and worldwide climate lockdowns. Yes, folks, that's the way they're going. And we have the documentation to back it up. This is the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We'll be talking today about, of course, the biggest story in the world, the new disinformation governance board. They're doing it, folks. They are officially uh, dissolving and abolishing the First Amendment. I guess it's up to us whether we let them do it or not. This is the time for action. Free speech is on the scaffold. The ropes around its necks, and they're about to pull that lever, drop the trap door, and send it straight beyond. American Journal, stay with us, Infowars.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Joined later today by Jake Lang, who has been held without trial for a year and a half, being attacked during the January 6th, wandering through the Capitol. Very excited to talk to him from prison about his experience from January 6th, 2021 until today and where we go next in this. Lots of videos to show you, your phone calls as well. A lot to get into this morning. Let's begin, as we always do, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 28th of April, 2022. Biden administration creates disinformation governing board under DHS to fight, quote, misinformation. The Department of Homeland Security is setting up a new board designed to counter misinformation related to Homeland Security with a focus specifically on Russia and irregular migration. The board will be called the Disinformation Governance Board and will be headed by Executive Director Nina Jankowitz. Speaking to the House Appropriations DHS subcommittee on Wednesday afternoon, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said our Secretary for Policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair with our Principal Deputy General Counsel, Jennifer Gaskell, in leading a recently constituted misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing the goals to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. Now, the threat is the board itself. Just... Just incredible. They think they can get away with this. Maybe they will. Jankowitz was previously a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center and advised the Ukrainian foreign ministry as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship, according to Politico. Oh, good. Another another Ukrainian expert given more power to tell us what is and is not disinformation. We will uh, talk a lot about this later in the program. But just know that this woman is clearly a far-left status activist who has come out and said that the Hunter Biden laptop was fake news. She called that Russian disinformation. She's now leading this charge against misinformation, which she believes the laptop was actually an example. Jankowitz does not appear to be a fan of free speech, saying that setting up free speech in opposition to censorship is a false dichotomy. 
Just one of the most troubling developments one can possibly imagine. They are creating a disinformation board in the United States. Just, just red alert, sirens going off. They're able to get away with this. That's uh, the absolute end of the republic. Now would be a, a great time for those Republicans that we sent up to Washington to do just just anything, just anything at all, in an attempt to stop this egregious overreach. It'd be a great time. Of course, this is not just a national policy being implemented. This is an international effort. As New York Post reports, Biden staffers lead 50-country pledge to reclaim Internet, fight disinformation. The Biden administration on Thursday unveiled an international declaration for the future of the Internet, with 50 other countries slamming the policies of authoritarian governments while endorsing efforts to curb online disinformation and harassment. The document outlines ideas for reclaiming the promises of the Internet, and U.S. officials described it as an effort to counter the practices of countries including China and Russia. It notably doesn't mention domestic U.S. struggles over Internet freedom, such as politically motivated censorship of news stories by private companies and alleged illegal government mass surveillance. It doesn't doesn't address anything like that. No, it's, uh, again, just the international forces using our government to lead the fight uh, to create a global censorship regime. It's just they're they are going full bore, folks. And they're really desperate to finish up the job they've started. Meanwhile, illegal immigration population in U.S. has grown by about one million in Biden's first year. This comes from a new study reported at OANN. A new study shows illegal immigration numbers in the U.S. are on the rise as the Biden administration is set to end more Trump-era policies. One million new invaders in a single year. Meanwhile, Amazon's doing great. Amazon signs lease for largest U.S. property ever, locking up 4.1 million square feet and 370 acres in California, the biggest, largest piece of property in the U.S. ever. The the company just signed a lease for this astounding 4.1 million square feet in Ontario, California, marking its largest U.S. lease to date. The deal was consummated in the first quarter of 2022, according to BizNow. A developer for the project or the owner for the project was not immediately disclosed. The property will be a five-story warehouse on Merrill Avenue near Chino Airport, the report says. Meanwhile, Amazon already has a footprint in Ontario with the distribution center that it owns across the street from this parcel of land. The signing of the lease is notable for Amazon, BizNow reports, as Amazon has been moving away from leases and towards owning its own property, especially for bigger properties. Seven million square feet of industrial space and 1.4 million square feet of business park space. Uh, Prologus is said to be the developer is most likely working on the project. The warehouse will replace 370 acres that were formerly agricultural land. It's just we can thank globalism for turning our agricultural land into the uh, soulless, hellish, stainless steel, robotic warehouses of dystopian nightmare. Meanwhile, Putin threatens lightning-fast strikes on any nation that interferes with Russia's war in Ukraine. In a direct threat to the West Wednesday, Russian President Vladimir Putin pledged lightning-fast strikes on any nation that interferes with Russia's war in Ukraine. If anyone ventures to intervene from the outside and pose unacceptable threats of strategic nature to Russia, they should know that our counter-retaliatory strikes will take place with lightning speed, he said. 
Russia once faced international ire this week after a suggested western support of Kiev during Russia's more than 60-day invasion could lead to nuclear warfare. But despite calls from nations like the U.S. and U.K. to stop the aggressive rhetoric, Putin escalated the tough talk on Wednesday, saying we have all the tools to do this, the kind that no one else can boast of right now, alluding to the Rus- to Russians' deployment of a hypersonic missile last month. And we will not boast. We will use them as, if necessary. I want everyone to know that, he continued. All the decisions have been made in this regard. NATO nations and other allies pledged to continue support for Ukraine as Russia ramps up its second offensive in eastern and southern Ukraine in what defense officials have warned will be an even more brutal fight. Russian forces have yet to make any military advancements, and Western nations this week said they would like uh, to not only see Russia fail in Ukraine, but be incapacitated to the extent that it is unable to launch a similar offensive begin. Uh, again. So, yeah. The, the powers that be, the Russia, the international world order is telling Putin we want to disable your entire country and make you incapable of waging war ever again. I'm sure that's a reasonable standard to have. Just, just know our leaders are leading us knowingly into World War III. Just, just know that. Just know they know exactly what they're doing, and they know Russia is not just going to let them disable them like germany after the second world war or germany after the first world war for that matter so it's uh it's basically our leaders just leading us into a bear pen to fight the bear we could solve this diplomatically we could have some semblance of understanding with russian national security concerns of course what russia has done in ukraine is no different or more brutal than anything America was involved in in the Middle East. Just know it's a matter of the way these things are presented, the way they're talked about in the media that makes them appear different. Just know Russia's invasion of Ukraine, no no more or less brutal than the American occupation of Iraq or Afghanistan or ongoing military operations in Yemen or Syria or the Israelis' treatments of the Palestinians. It's, it's all bad. It's all horrific warfare. But when you have the entire international community centralized on backing up the American hegemony, then they're going to uh, portray Russia and what Russia's doing as something uniquely horrific and terrible and a perfect excuse to disable Russia forever. It's a pipe dream. It's one that might get us all killed. We should probably get rid of our leaders now before they, you know, kill us all. We should get rid of them. Destroy them. You see this? It's an InfoWars Republic defense card with original InfoWars art designed by yours truly with a little gold bar implanted in it. And on the back, it's got a hologram. There are only 25,000 of these in existence and they'll never be made again. The bank that owns the Mint that has started putting these out the last few years just sold out of 300,000 of a similar offering that was 40% more than what we're selling these for. And when you get three or more, you can get these at 50% off and they fund the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarStore.com and check out this amazing new art slash gold product. It's a collector's item and you'll know you helped fund the second American revolution against the globalist at such a critical point. Get your gold bars and so much more exclusively at InfoWarStore.com. And I want to thank you for your support over the years because without you, all of the great success we have had together would not have happened. We are the tip of the spear. You are the tip of the spear. And I salute you and thank you. Visit InfoWarStore.com today.
With the world awakening, I think what's important that we rise to the momentum right now, take advantage of this moment. And I've always an idea that's something everybody can do, that every listener can do. I think it'd be powerful and effective for us to, uh, you know, hang banners over highways. Imagine a giant banner in Houston or LA or Atlanta that says, Alex Jones is right, Infowars.com, or we stand with the truckers, arrest scouts, or whatever. It's Brother, I'm so glad you called elaborate on this. Yes, now is the time in your small town or your big city to write something on the bathroom wall or to put a sticker on your car or banner hangs over highways and it will be a chain reaction. What do you recommend people say on these banner hangs? I have a few ideas. First of all, arrest out, arrest out, the vaccine is poison. There's tons of things. I say just keep it short, keep it concise. No, I agree. Arrest Fauci, arrest Bill Gates, the COVID vax is poison. Beautiful. Yeah, there's ways that we could all be involved and we could all be affected. So that's what I'm calling about. God bless you, Chris, in Atlanta. I really, really appreciate you calling us today. Thank you so much. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We have a lot to talk about. We're talking about uh, immigration. Alejandro Mayorkas, of course, the American Ministry of Truth that has been created, and who exactly is leading that. We'll also be talking about, uh, of course, the Ukraine war, and I think that's where we'll start today. Russia has cut off energy for Poland and Bulgaria. They've cut them off. Cold showers in Poland this morning. I guess that's one way to wake up to your new globalist reality. The Russian energy giant Gazprom announced on Wednesday that it was cutting off natural gas exports to Poland and Bulgaria over the country's refusal to pay in rubles. And that's that's the key part here. In fact, we're going to go now to the president or whatever of the EU, Ursula von der Leyen about how Gazprom is not giving uh, gas to free, uh, for free to Poland and Bulgaria is, is a provocation from the, Grim, uh, from the Kremlin. Let's see what she says and then disabuse her of this lie. Here it is. Gazprom's announcement that it is unilaterally stopping gas deliveries to certain EU member states is another provocation from the Kremlin. But it comes as no surprise that the Kremlin uses fossil fuels to try to blackmail us. This is something the European Commission has been preparing for in close coordination and solidarity with member states and international partners. Our response will be immediate, united, and coordinated. Don't you love the way they brag about how they're spending your money? Don't you just love hearing government officials talk about how We've been planning for this, and we, we have a solution in mind, and it's just they're just writing a, a check with your name on it. It's like we have coordinated and organized. They're just like just still writing checks with your names on it, just leaving the number blank and just handing them out and just being like our response will be incredibly thorough and powerful. Just They're very proud of how they spend just hundreds of billions of your dollars on their own personal schemes. And that's all this is. 
Russia did not cut off Poland and Bulgaria from natural gas entirely, right? They didn't just say, nope, we're not giving you natural gas. You're selling weapons to our enemies. Your, your missiles are being used to kill our servicemen. We are, for what it's worth, completely at war. And since we're at war, we will deny you the most basic necessities you need until you capitulate. And nothing of the sort. Of course, they might be a little bit justified in saying something like that, considering that the Western nations are using everything in their power short of just actually nuking Moscow to fight and destroy Russia. They've announced that their intention is to leave Russia incapable of ever invading another country again that is completely demilitarized, neutered, and castrated. Sounds like a declaration of war to me. But they didn't cut off Poland and Bulgaria, did they? They didn't deny them the natural gas they need to continue functioning. They asked that it be paid for in rubles. That's what they did. And Poland and Bulgaria is refusing. Why? Why? Because if you start paying for energy in rubles, you undercut the dollar, the stability of the dollar. So people in uh, Poland and Bulgaria right now are having to take cold showers, are, are having to worry about whether they're going to have the energy to heat their food or not, not because Russia is blackmailing them, but because their own leaders refuse to pay for the oil and currency because they refuse to cause that threat to American do- uh, dollar superiority to be threatened. So it's for the sake of our money system's hegemony and our you know, the dollar superiority. That's why they're refusing to pay in rubles. Again, it's not, it's, you know, it's not like you jacked up the price. All right, you're going to have to pay twice as much as you were before. Oh, my God, we can't afford it. They're cutting us off because, you know, we can't pay and they're, they're blackmailing and extorting us. No, price is the same as it was going to be anyway. It's just you have to pay in this, this type of currency rather than that type of currency. And they're just refusing to do it. And telling you it's Russia's fault and that Russia's blackmailing them. It's, it's all nonsense. It's being done to Poland by the leaders of Poland, by the leaders of NATO, by the leaders of the EU, who will make up for the shortfall, will supply them with reserves of their national gas. They'll probably tap into their reserves, right? You have like strategic reserves. They'll probably start tapping into those, emptying out those. And remember, natural gas was not the exclusive purview of Russia before Germany and other countries went green, right? They were natural gas exporters just a couple of years ago. They produced just as much gas that they used that they got from Russia. They could have easily just continued to be self-sufficient, but then the climate change fanatics got them to stop drilling for natural gas, stop producing the oil that they need, and... You just just import it from Russia. It was just, it's a decision that they made. All of this suffering is all the decisions that your leaders have made, and then they blame it on Russia because Russian leaders aren't making those decisions for their people. Russia is not falling for the climate change scam and cutting off their own access to their own natural gas supplies. They're not shutting down their own nuclear power plants by the dozens. They're not doing any of that. So they're, they still have the natural gas, they still have the energy, 
And the European leaders are blaming them for the fact that they destroyed their own energy-producing capabilities. Same thing that's happening here in the United States. It's a concerted effort to destroy our ability to be self-sufficient, produce our own energy, rely on our own energy. It's a fabricated, propped-up economic system that relies on the dollar being the only currency that's used to purchase or sell energy. Russia is breaking that. Russia is a threat to that monetary control system. So Poland, Bulgaria, sorry guys, you have to be sacrificed on the altar of the American dollar. You have to be the willing sufferers of this fate because America has to remain on top. We have to have our fake propped up dollar because if if the rug gets pulled out from under it, if they pull back that curtain and reveal the little man behind, the whole house of cards collapses. So as a proud American, all I can say is Godspeed, Russia. <laughs> Cut them off. Cut them all off. Just wait till winter. See how much they – see how much firewood they've stocked or whether they want to uh, just pay in rubles. Again, what is the problem here? It's like you're trying to pay somebody with a dollar and they're like, oh, sorry, we, we only take change. And you're just like, are you blackmailing me? No, it's the same money. It's just in a different form. Only if you allow this to happen, then like I said, the whole house of cards collapses. The whole propped up fake scheme comes crumbling down. So Poland, it's not Russia that you need to be mad at as you shiver in your shower. It's the American regime and the western backers that prop it up that's the problem <laughs> chat says winter is coming yes it is it's about 25 years ago that i wanted to expand in works i've been on the air a couple of years but i only had money to finance my own simple little local radio show and i wanted to hire camera people i wanted to make films i wanted to really challenge the globalist and it was a t-shirt i designed the first one mass murderers agree gun control works that helped us finance hiring the first few members of my crew. That's our oldest design, and we still sell it. We have that design over a hundred others that will now all be limited editions because whatever stock we've got in, that's it. We're selling everything out to fund the operation, to get rid of inventory. We'll still have some t-shirts in the future. They'll just be limited editions and short runs. So if you want to get any of these historic shirts, this is your last chance. I almost forgot. We're selling them all at cost at InfoWarsStore.com. Every ball cap, every flag, every hoodie, every long sleeve, every T-shirt, regular shirts, designer shirts, they're all selling at cost. Infowarsstore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. It's just arrogance of the West. Maybe it's just this arrogance. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But this idea that we can do whatever we want. And the instant somebody pushes back or just does the same things that we do, it's, it's an intolerable slight against us and we we will destroy them for everything that they're worth look all you have to do is listen to the russians and they their argument makes perfect sense 
The Kremlin says this move was necessary, a necessary response to what it called unprecedented, unfriendly steps, including the decision to freeze the Russian central bank's foreign currency reserves. They blocked our accounts, or to put it in Russian, they stole a significant portion of our reserves, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said in a call with journalists. And they're like, we need money. They stole all of our money. We need money to operate. So we're going to pay. We're going to sell our natural gas in rubles. Is that blackmail? Doesn't seem like it to me. It seems like Western governments have this idea that they can just act with abandon, complete, you know, ignorance to the way it affects other nations. And those other nations just have to deal with it. And even if they push back in the slightest, it's it's an outrage. Some Russian-based analysts say taking payments in rubles was simply a way for Gazprom to protect its revenue from Western sanctions. Yeah, if they're stealing all of the foreign currency reserves and they get a big payment in foreign currency, what's to stop the sanctions from just gobbling that up right away? So they basically want Gazprom to sell fuel for free. You sell it to us, we'll pay you in foreign currency, then we'll recapture that foreign currency as part of our sanctions. So you'll just give us gas for free. They're like, no, you have to pay for rubles. And they're just like, oh, blackmail. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Peskov also pushed back on criticism that Russia was weaponizing its energy resources, saying Russia was and remains a trusted source for gas deliveries and remains committed to all of its contractual obligations, he says. But Bordoff of Columbia University says he thinks Russia made a mismanagement when it cut off supply to Poland and Bulgaria saying, I think using gas as a weapon, using energy as a weapon is short-sighted, self-defeating, and shooting yourself in the foot from Russia's standpoint. It's why Russia, for the most part, has not used energy that way before, even at the height of the Cold War or the height of conflict between uh, Europe and Russia. I don't know. Seems like you need energy to survive. Seems like they have it all. I don't, I don't see the downside on this, for Russia at least. Let's take a look at some of what's behind the need for Western Europe to rely on Russian gas. First, we go to this chart from Statista.com, natural gas production in the European Union from 1998 to 2020. As you can see, in the late 90s and early parts of the 2000s, they were producing 200 and about 240 billion cubic meters of natural gas now is a slow decline because of course climate change so here we see the climate change agenda being enacted down to the point where in 2020 they're producing less than 50 billion cubic meters of natural gas production this, these were decisions that were made kind of out of sight out of mind right it's like when you you, know, you hate trash being around your house but as soon as it's in the bag and on the truck it's gone right the truck the, the trash is gone just doesn't exist anymore. No, it still exists. Just exists somewhere else. So in this way, like we don't want to be producing natural gas. That's that damages the environment. So we'll have Russia do it instead, and we'll just buy it from them. It's still natural gas. You're still getting all of the carbon that you'd get otherwise. But you know, out of sight, out of mind, I guess. This article from CNBC actually notes how a lot of this happened. They say in the 1960s and 70s, Europe was supplying roughly the same amount of natural gas it was using. Production of natural gas in Europe decreased, they say, in part because the North Sea gas fields, which are particularly uh, particularly important 
source of natural gas production in the UK and Netherlands were depleted. Over the same time period, the EU has been reducing its dependency on coal to reach its climate goal of achieving carbon neutrality by 2050 and cutting emissions by at least 55 percent by 2030. Currently, about 20 percent of EU's electricity comes from coal production. But do you know how they're getting rid of their coal production? Do you know what they're replacing their coal power plants with? It's a little thing called a biomass. And what it means is uh, trees. What it means is they are harvesting and burning old growth trees from America and Canada in their power plants in UK. And then they're not counting those emissions as carbon emissions. These are just little tricks that they play, right? When it's coal, they count the carbon that is generated by the coal production. They say we need to stop using coal. Coal is bad. So we're going to cut down trees in America, old growth trees, hundreds of years old. We're going to cut them down, shave them down into pellets, burn those for energy, and then whatever carbon is produced from that, we're not going to count. It doesn't go on the charts because it's bioavailable fuel. It's biomass, so we don't count these carbon emissions. So the carbon emissions are the same as coal would be, but they just aren't counted. They aren't counted towards the carbon emissions because of this legal alchemy that they do with green energy. Uh, from Biomass Magazine, Drax to stop use of coal, implement new bio- biomass technology. This from February of 2020. They announced that they will stop burning coal by March 2021, far ahead of the UK's government's 2025 uh, deadline. They're going to stop using coal at the power uh, after a uh, co- comprehensive review of operations. They will instead start using biomass. By using sustainable biomass, we have not only continued generating the secure power of millions of homes and businesses rely on, we've also played a significant role in enabling the UK's power system to decarbonize faster than any other in the world. Again, when they say biomass, that is all that means is trees. They mean they're burning trees and then not counting the pollution. It's, it's insane. It's just, it's just an insane way to deal with things. Some people actually have recognized this. Yesterday, this was posted on Daily Mail, eco-zealots strike in protesters using a modified fire extinguisher, douse government department in orange paint in stop burning trees protest against Drax biomass power station. Axe Drash launched a series of demonstrations against the Drax group in, uh, giant in London. Young male protesters scaled the department for business and energy. It comes two weeks after XR's eco-zealous uh, zealots launched action at the same building. Now, typically, these people are just up to ridiculous nonsense like, um, you know, blocking traffic and demanding that people stop driving cars. Kind of stupid. But in this case, yeah, Drax is literally burning trees. They're literally cutting down forests and burning them. Because if you stop using coal, then you can count it as, as bio-friendly. It's like, it's like the ESG score, right? It's not about what you're actually doing. It's about pretending that you're doing something good. And it doesn't matter even if it has actually negative efficacy in the long run, right? Like if all of the carbon used to create the windmills was just used to power homes, then you'd actually have more power than the windmills actually generate. It doesn't matter. It's about the symbol of the windmill. It's about the symbol of doing something to move away from carbon production, even if it's completely counterproductive and backwards. 
So, you know, it, <laughs> this is the problem, right, is that, like, the people that are actually protesting against this, it's like I'd love to support them, but at the same time that they're hanging banners that say stop burning trees, yes, good. They're hanging banners at the same time that say rise up for reparations. Okay, all right, no. See, this is how your, you know, on its surface, righteous cause completely hijacked and turned towards complete nonsense. From Drax, former chief forester and leading Canada forestry expert joins Drax. Drax Group, the, the world's leading sustainable biomass generation and supply business, is delighted to announce the appointment of the leading Canadian forestry expert, Diane Nichols, to the company's vice president of sustainability for North America. Climate change is the battle for Canada's forests. In British Columbia, a hub of biomass production, activists want stricter control, uh, controls to protect ancient trees. Cutting down ancient trees and burning them. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is, so I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier, you have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. The first 10 amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. SaveGCN.com. You may click follow, share, give, and pray. You may select all of those choices. I'm Vincent Finelli. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to move on here because there is a bunch of other stuff to talk about, but just have to point out that. Everything that Europe is experiencing right now is the direct result of their own policies. It's not Russia cutting off natural gas. It was Europe destroying their own natural gas production, offshoring it to Russia, that put them in this position. It wasn't Russia's fault that they shut down their own nuclear power plants. It's not Russia's fault that they hampered themselves. 
And all of this is done, of course, in the name of climate change because climate change in coordination with the pandemic is the big levers being utilized right now to shift human population away from traditional modes of conduct to ones more suitable to the powers that be. And it's not that complicated. And I just – like I covered this a while ago. I first covered it when this Drax power plant in the UK announced for the first time they'd gone a whole 24 hours without burning coal. And you see they use biomass. You ask, what what is biomass? You click that and you find out that, yes, they are cutting down entire forests in places like Virginia and Canada to burn the wood and then calling that carbon neutral. I mean – I re- you really have to wonder, people that actually think they're environmentalists, I actually am an environmentalist. I, I like forests. I like trees. I like nature. I want it to be preserved. I want it to be protected from poisoning by things like you know, estrogen mimickers and plastics and astrazine and pesticides and these sorts of things. But all of the concern, all of the environmental environmentalism you know energy has all been co-opted and directed into this giant worldwide scheme of climate change and carbon reduction that is just a cover for depopulation that does nothing to help the environment at all it's like people who like the environment do you realize that this is what they're doing do you realize that instead of just getting coal out of the ground in the uk and burning it there in a clean and efficient way that coal can now be burned in offloads very little carbon into the atmosphere if that even is what you're concerned about instead of doing that they're cutting down centuries old trees in british columbia and then shipping them across the atlantic ocean to be burned in the uk and you think you're helping no it's it's just a giant giant scam and tons of people are making a ton of money selling off old growth forests for their own profit like what do you think is happening here and it just goes on and on. Of course, this relates to the things happening in, in Russia now because it just – it's all tied in together. It's this environmentalism madness that is completely counterproductive, completely ineffective, and just leaves you vulnerable for exploitation in a million different ways. It's just insane. Anyway, the, the – there are stories all about this. You can just search, bi- just search biomass, coal, you know, climate change in the battle for cannabis forests. This from Financial Times. Century-old forests dotting the landscape in British Columbia, Canada's, uh, British Columbia, Canada's westernmost province have become the battleground for two schools of thought about curbing climate change. One that wants to use their biomass for green power and another anxious to protect carbon-absorbing trees. Gee, I wonder who's the real environmentalist, the people that want to preserve the trees or the people that want to burn them? I, gee, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so I I guess we'll have to defer to the experts on this one. Scientists and campaigners are putting the provincial government under increasing pressure to preserve older woodland in particular, which is often rich in biodiversity and a major source of – major store of carbon. But escalating climate concerns have encouraged the growth of British Columbia's biomass industry, which produces wood pellets that are treated as a carbon-neutral fuel. Don't you love that? They're treated as a carbon-neutral fuel. They just decided – they just decided, uh, well, when you burn this, it's carbon producing. When you burn this, it's not carbon producing. They both produce carbon, but we've defined them differently. So you can use one and not the other. Major 
uh, producers include energy company Drax, which has sought to reinvent itself as a generator of clean energy. The UK-listed company acquired Canadian wood pellet producer Pinnacle last year and plans to double the production of sales of pellets by 2030. In British Columbia, some wood from old trees ends up in pellets. While this remains legal, campaigners fear the practice is not sustainable and say it undermines the argument of biomass advocates that pellets are responsible, a responsible alternative to uh, fossil fuels. Ferns, the, uh, the biodiversity crisis. This guy talks about these uh, coastal rainforests in British Columbia. Talking about what a beautiful and rich biodiverse area it is. However, BC's inland rainforest, which once totaled over 1.3 million hectares, was endangered, according to International Union for the Conservation of Nature Criteria, and could experience ecological collapse within a decade if current logging rates continue. The study found that 90% of its core habitat forest located more than 100 meters from a road has been lost since 1970. Historically, lumber and pulp mills process most of the wood harvested in BC, but Connolly is battling a new, rapidly growing global industry, wood pellets. Roughly the size and shape of cigarette filters, wood pellets, often referred to as biomass, have long been a niche fuel for wood-burning stoves, furnaces, and boilers. But demand from overseas electricity plants, which can switch from burning coal to burning pellets with relative ease, has driven a dramatic expansion from less than 2 million tons of uh, production globally at the turn of the millennium to around 60 million in 2018, a $9 billion global industry. The pellet market is expected to double again in the next five years. So again, it's just this is the thing with these glo- these globalist schemes. They make no sense. They are on their face absurd and outrageous, and they make people a ton of money. Do you think that the profit motive is not a driving force behind this? You think the people that are chopping down old growth trees by the millions in British Columbia are, are very concerned environmentalists, or did they realize? That if they can just market this stuff as as a, a green fuel alternative using the language of climate change to fool the ignorant, that they can make $9 billion a year selling out your forest from underneath you. Just, I wish people would just look for a single second at these schemes that the globalists have because they all are just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Truly incredible. Now, of course, none of this is new. None of this is unknown. None of this is uh, unexpected. In fact, I want to play a video now from 20 years ago, from two decades ago. It's Alex Jones on cable access here in Austin. Somehow knowing way back in 2002 exactly what was going to happen, exactly what the plans were, exactly what we've seen now come to fruition. And that's really the amazing thing is that it's actually here, that all of the things Alex Jones warned about for the last 20 years are all, coming to, are all coming to fruition as we speak, and they are now implementing a new ministry of truth here in the United States in order to stop anybody else from speaking out about it and putting their plans in danger. Here is Alex Jones 20 years ago predicting everything we see today. The facts and common sense are in. Yes, there have been corrupt empires. Yes, they manipulate. Yes, there are secret societies. Yes, there have been oligarchies throughout history. And yes, today in 2002, there is a tyrannical organization calling itself 
the New World Order, pushing for worldwide government, a cashless society, open borders, total and complete tyranny, where human beings are absolutely worthless. There's six and a quarter plus billion of us, and the globalists have said it many times. There's too many of us. We're causing a problem. Uh, we need to be culled at the tune of 80%. It's an amazing to talk about that, but it's the globalists, the UN, their own public statements, and they've convinced a lot of liberals and elitist conservatives and others uh, that by going along with this, that we're intelligent members of society. It's the ultimate Malthus world view. It is uh, this radical, virulent form uh, of social Darwinism. It's the excuse of tyrants. And by creating open borders where there's no national sovereignty and only global bodies that control all the resources, by centralizing and socializing health care, the state becomes God, basically, when it comes to your health. And then by releasing diseases and viruses and plagues upon us, we then basically get shoved into their system. How did he know? How did he know what they were going to do? I mean, he laid it all out there, right? The climate change, the carbon neutral stuff, the global government the destruction of nations, the open borders, the fact they would release plagues and illness in order to encourage our movement towards their centralization. How did he know? Well, he knew because it's been obvious for that long, and he's been there telling you, and we'll still be here telling you as long as we possibly can. That's entirely up to you. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get X2. It's now back in stock and 25% off. Stock up because we don't know when we're going to be able to get it back in. Uh, again, or if we'll even be here that much longer. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get Survival Shield X2 for 25% off. Nathan Iodine. Only you will know what effect this will have on your life. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Still, uh, just so, so, so much to talk about. My goodness. UK calls for a global NATO. Okay, yeah, global government, we get it. UK government threatens to ban Twitter and potentially jail Elon Musk if he allows free speech. That's another story from Infowars.com. Study says the lockdowns drove 60,000 children in the U.K. to clinical depression. Fantastic. 
FCC commissioner calls demand for feds to block Elon Musk's Twitter sale frivolous. <laughs> Open Market Institute, a leftist lobbying group, tried to get the feds to block Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter because they are – they're just tyrants. They just have this tyrannical impulse. They just can't just can't resist using whatever power they have in the most improper and uh, disrespectful way. Oh my gosh, just unbelievable. We're going to go off, we're going to um we're going to go off on <laughs> this DHS disinformation unit that's starting, but before we talk about disinformation, let's just show you some uh information. Let's just again let you see and I, I mean, I guess this is where we are now. The, the World Economic Forum sort of just the latest in many iterations of secret societies where the most powerful people in a particular civilization come together in secret without the oversight of the people they rule over to plot and plan the trajectory of the future and then work together to bring it about. They used to do this in secret. They used to have to hide it. They used to pretend that it wasn't happening. Bilderberg never heard of it. Bohemian Grove doesn't exist. You're crazy. Well, then people like Alex Jones forced this topic to the forefront, exposed it for what it was, and so they've had to change their tactics a little bit. Now they're out in the open about what they're doing. For some reason, people still don't seem to get it. People still don't seem to understand this is happening when people themselves are now live streaming the conferences that used to be held in secret. They're not shy about admitting their plans and telling you what they're doing. So we have the latest now from the World Economic Forum in India. This is the India Economic Summit, summit actually back in 2019, uh, where, again, they're just not shy about what their intentions are, what their plans are, what their ultimate goals are. And again, some, somehow they've tricked humanity into thinking somehow they mean everybody else, not you. You'll be able to survive. You're one of the important good ones. But there's just too many people. There's just too many people on earth. Not us, not me. I'm a good person. I'm, see, I'm a good person because I recognize that there are too many people. This is weird sort of logic. But here's a video from the Economic Forum India Economic Summit in 2019. Just giving the game away, clip number eight. So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief, actually, in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are really That's my to trouble. Bring up. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls. I want less on the planet. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what? They want more souls, I want less souls on the planet. <laughs> I, well, you should kill yourself then. You should kill yourself. If, you, if, if everybody that thought there was too many people on the planet killed themselves, there wouldn't be too many people on the planet. Isn't that interesting? It's not, it's not my soul. My soul is not one of the bad ones. My soul isn't one of the excess ones. I'm not responsible for overpopulation. It's all you people out there that need to be cold, that need to be disposed of. It's just like, you know, we really just love your frankness. <laughs> You're just so frank and you're open about your depopulation tactics. It's really refreshing. It's really refreshing to see people just come out and say, I want there to be less people on Earth. It's great. Usually we have to couch that type of language in 
you know, concern for the environment. We have to pretend that that's not our ultimate goal. We have to frame it a different way. But you just come out and say it. And that's so brave. And I admire that. They want more souls. I want less. Uh, I'm the good guy, of course. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun. We are um, attempting to connect with Jake Lang right now, but of course, Jake Lang's time is not his own. He is at the behest of his uh, prison guard, so... Well, we'll see. We'll see how quickly we can uh, connect with him. But like I said, this is the problem when you uh, when you have patriotic people being kept as political prisoners in America. Things things aren't working the way they should. Something you have to deal with. Well, there's lots of news to cover in the meantime, and I want to take your phone calls. I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines now. Give us a call if you'd like. One eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. One eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. We'll be taking your calls throughout the rest of this show. Just talk about some other news here. Uh, Marcus Weisgerber reports on Twitter: Breaking Boeing CEO David Calhoun says co- company executives should not have agreed to former President Trump's terms for the new Air Force One. The company today. Announced it last. It lost six hundred and sixty million dollars building the two planes. And remember when we had a uh, a deal maker in the in the White House? Could you imagine what a deal? What a deal this guy got? Only only like two years later is Boeing like wait wait what did we agree to? How how did we agree to this? How did he trick us into signing this? Have you like? Sometimes you'll make a deal. You know, sometimes you're at a flea market or something. There's a little trinket you like. Ah, $10, I'll give you five for it. Seven, all right, we'll settle on seven. Ah, I just saved I just saved $3 on this. Have you ever made a deal where you gained over half a billion dollars? Donald Trump has many times. But he did it for you. He did it on behalf of the American people. That's 660 millions of your dollars that are not going to pay for Air Force One. Boeing basically completely propped up by our government anyway but here they are complaining that they made a bad deal on air force one and act us and expect us to act like this is some sort of negative for trump that mean trump getting great deals that mean old trump getting companies to agree to deals that benefit the american people over their over themselves yeah he's such a mean guy (laughs) he's such a bad guy no he's a brilliant deal maker and that's what we don't have in office anymore Inflationary for everyone, Indonesian, uh, Indonesia bans export of oil that's in everything. Indonesia's palm oil export kicked off Thursday, export ban kicked off Thursday. And one of the most drastic cases of food protectionism since the war erupted in Ukraine, the top, the top shipper imposed a sweeping ban on cooking oil exports covering palm oil products across the value chain. It's hard to overstate the importance of the tropical oil as it's found everywhere today in food, soap, lipstick, and even printing inks, which makes Indo- Indonesia's move more important for the world. 
The move adds to the impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which plunged the global edible oil market into disarray. With food costs surging to all-time highs, governments are taking steps to secure their own supplies. The United Nations has urged leaders to keep trade open, warning that protectionism will drive up prices and lead to empty shelves in countries dependent on imports. In a move illustrating the country's determination to enforce the ban, the Navy said it detained two tankers carrying palm oil headed to India and the United Arab Emirates for alleged violation of the export controls. The Navy will increase monitoring and security in the country's water to prevent smuggling. So again, palm oil is kind of a horrible thing. Ideally, we wouldn't be using palm oil in anything, really. It's one of these oils that is just hugely unhealthy and yet is found in absolutely everything. And the way that it's harvested is usually extremely uh, non-humanitarian, I guess you could say. But that being said, it is in just about everything. And so this export ban will make just about everything that much more expensive just another thing to tack on to the oncoming global recession that is being planned for and prepared for by the uh, powers that be. Just incredible. All right, folks, let's get into it. It's our top story, but I just I, – it's so crazy. I just don't even want to talk about it, but here we are. DHS disinformation unit headed by a woman who said Hunter Biden's laptop story was disinformation. The Department of Homeland Security's new disinformation unit will be headed by a woman who says free speech makes her shudder and who falsely labeled the Hunter Biden laptop story as disinformation. It's ever been more clear what the plan is here. Uh, If you can't see through this, you're, you're a blind person. No, no, that's not true. A blind person could easily see through this. You are a, you're a fool. Just two days after it was revealed that Elon Musk has reached an agreement to buy Twitter, DHS chief Alejandro Mayorkas announced the creation of a disinformation governance board. Cats out of the bag, Jankowitz uh, tweeted. Here's what I've been up to the last two months and why I've been a bit quiet on here. So for two months, she's been working behind the scenes to establish the First Amendment destroying Ministry of Truth here in the United States. Jankowitz's view of free speech is particularly odious. Free speech apparently makes her physically shudder. Back on the laptop from hell, apparently, Biden notes 50 former NATSEC officials and five former CIA heads believe the laptop is Russian influence op. Trump says Russia, Russia, Russia. So this is what she tweeted about the Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. And you get to see a real nice example of how this office will be used. See, they have almost total control of the narrative. They have almost complete capture of the media outlets, the deep state, the spy agencies, the CIA, the national intelligence community has almost total control of language, but they just don't have total and complete control. So they do what they can, right? They write letters that falsely claim that material damaging to the Democratic presidential prospects is Russian disinformation. They're lying. They know they're lying. They're behaving politically. But again, this gives you an insight into what this disinformation council is all about, what this ministry of truth will be doing. They'll be there 
to make sure not only will the deep state be in control of the media outlets, but they'll be able to actually bring charges against and use government action against people who say that they're lying. So we know the laptop is real. We've known since the beginning the laptop was real. Whether the laptop was real or not was never up for debate. Do you get that? Do you understand that it was never up for debate whether the laptop was real? It was impossible for it not to be real. Do you know what I mean? That when you have this laptop, the path the laptop took to being published was completely clear. The proof of the laptop was evident because they had pictures that had never been seen before of Hunter Biden on his personal devices doing horrific things. Porno videos starring himself. Weird stuff with underage kids. Literally ordering women like it's Uber Eats. Yeah, have, uh, let me get one Asian and one blonde. Like that, those were the text messages said. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, to pick up some, some sex slaves. You want anything? Yeah, let me get an Asian. I feel like an Asian today. Just like human trafficking. But you get the, the fact that these photos had never been seen before didn't exist anywhere else, and yet were revealed with the Hunter laptop. That proved it was real from the very beginning. It was never a question of whether it was real or not. It was a question of whether they could portray it as Russian disinformation. So that's what they did. They lied about it. So that's what this disinformation unit is all about. It's about breaking down that very thin line between the media and the deep state to where the dishonest lies of the CIA and other unelected spy state apparatus will be unquestionable from now on. When they lie about Russia, you know, the laptop being Russian disinformation, that'll be considered absolute fact and opposing them is disinformation. So when you hear disinformation, just think wrong think, right? It's wrong thinks and wrong thoughts that they're preventing here. Questioning them will be illegal no matter how much they lie. Back in stock, down and out liquid sleep support. It's been out of stock for a while. It's one of uh, three sleep aids we have at InfoWarsStore.com. This one has been very popular. It sold off the shelves. It's back in stock, down and out liquid sleep support. This is probably the strongest sleep aid that we have, I would say. Knockout, Rocket Rest, both great. Comes in pill form. This is the liquid tincture, and I think this is probably the most powerful one. Survival Shield X2 nascent iodine. This is, if you haven't done an iodine challenge yet, have, have you haven't done the iodine challenge, what are you waiting for? Now is the time. Super male and super female vitality. Living Defense Plus and the Organic Greens Fiber Caps. Uh, we have a limited supply of these right now, but we want to sell them all out so we can order a new batch. It was very popular. The Organic Greens Fiber Caps. But we have all kinds of other great supplements that uh, are, are great for so many different things. Take advantage of the We here at InfoWars are proud to announce the first ever Kava Kava Root Supplement that is now available at InfoWarsStore.com. Kava is one of the hottest new breakthroughs in the natural health world today, though it has been used for hundreds of years in the Pacific Islands for its relaxation and euphoric effects. According to ancient Samoan legend, Kava was given as a gift by the sun god Tagaloa, 
who they considered to be the supreme ruler and creator of the universe. The Samoan people would drink kava tea during social gatherings and sacred ceremonies to loosen up a little. Nowadays, kava is used around the world by many who enjoy its serious benefits. The new kava chill by Dr. Jones Naturals contains a full blend of not only kava kava, but other herbs including, but not limited to, German chamomile, organic skullcap, and valerian root. We do expect to sell this new product quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very happy to have my guest on the line. It's Jake Lang. He has been in prison without a trial for a year and a half at this point after he was arrested on January 6th. Uh, we've had a little bit of trouble, as, as is, is always the case when trying to deal with somebody who is a political prisoner at the time, but uh, we're, we're so grateful to have him on the line now. Thanks so much for calling in, Jake. Thanks, brother. God bless you, man. Good to be with you. Well, God bless you, and I hope things are, are going well for you there, but uh, I, I know they're not, so we'll, we'll get into to all of that. But uh, first, just tell us about your experience uh, from the very beginning. We'll, we'll play some of this B-roll uh, over the top. It's some of the intense action there on January 6th, but just tell us, what was your experience going to January 6th? Why were you there, and what unfolded on that day in front of the Capitol? Yeah, man. Um you know, we we showed up there to support, you know, our President Donald Trump. He's a constitutionally-minded man. Uh, I respect him for, for that. Um, so I was there to support him. And uh turned out that when we got down towards the, the Capitol building, the police turned on us. It was like an ambush. Um, Nancy Pelosi's personal handlers and uh, the Capitol police officers there uh, were obviously sicked on us to uh, inflict as much damage and abuse us as much as possible. I mean, the police brutality that was happening well before I even got involved was just astonishing. Um, there's been, you know, it's, it's coming out more and more every day now about the police brutality, and um, we have videos on our website, j6truth.org, with unbelievable accounts of police brutality, and eventually, after just a string of abuses and seeing these women get hit with tear gas canisters and rubber bullets and pepper spray and, and get hit with these metal batons and stuff like that and these elderly men and, and elderly women, um, all unarmed American patriots just using their First Amendment right to protest, eventually start to defend yourself because people are are, are dying around you. And that's the scene that uh, we see unfold there on the West Terrace Tunnel entrance um, where, unfortunately, uh, the beautiful Roseanne Boylan, 34-year-old unarmed American hero, um, was murdered by the Capitol Police right on the steps of our own Capitol. Um, it, it was a horrible scene. She actually ended up dying in my arms. And just uh, just a grave, I mean, w- without justice for Roseanne Boylan and her uh, murderers brought to trial, there's no justice for, for any Jan Fiction. I mean, she, she, I can't let her die in vain. She, she was murdered right in front of me. Yeah, we actually have the video playing on screen now, and you can find it at j6truth.org. That's j6truth.org, the number six there, j6truth.org. 
you have these exclusive videos. This one's uh, Jake Lang, True Patriot. Jake Lang saving lives as you attempted to save the life of uh, Miss Boyland, who, yes, was just one of the few people murdered by Capitol Police that day. And on January 6th this year, we went through and showed the video piece by piece, breaking it down how it was a peaceful protest, a peaceful gathering, and the violence came from the police. And as hard as that is for some people to wrap their minds around, we have the video in multiple different angles. Peaceful protesters standing, chanting, waving signs, not crossing the barrier, when suddenly they're hit with with tear gas, suddenly they're hit with mace, suddenly there's batons flying and uh, they're being attacked. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to break this down to, to schoolyard tactics, but they started it. I mean, the police attacked the peaceful protesters. Can you talk a little bit about this, that moment that 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 you realized what was happening? I mean, it's, you know, it goes, you know, because I'm a conservative. I, I grew up with, you know, police officers, my dad's best friends and everything. I have a lot of respect for our officers around the country, but these are not your local, like, sheriffs, come and get your cat out of a tree type of police officers. These are people um, just associated with the rest of America. They're, like, stuck in the Washington, D.C. bubble. They're the personal police force of Nancy Pelosi herself. She's the one who arranges all of the training and, and, you know, basically calls the shots with them. So well before we even got to Washington, D.C. that day, I'm pretty sure that they received orders to, um, you know, be as rough with us as possible, to incite the riot, to really just rile up the Trump protesters to the point where they had to defend themselves. And so the scene where I saw that first happen, um, I climbed up the, the, the scaffolding on the left-hand side to get a better view of what was going on below me, and that was when the, the it was still peaceful. And all of a sudden, I saw Capitol Police officers picking people up over the barrier, like women, small women. They were, they were really targeting the, the, the women um, to get the men angry. And they picked this one woman up and dragged her over the barrier, and then six or seven cops were on top of her, kicking at her with these boots, and she was just on the ground, and they were all standing above her, kicking her like, I mean, like something you would see in a back alley, a bunch of thugs doing. And I am, I'm videotaping this, and I turn over to the guy on my right hand side, where some of the first two people up on the uh, scaffolding, and I go, "They're beating the hell out of that poor kid." And he goes, "Dude, that's a lady." And immediately, I felt like just this shift in my in my heart and in my blood and everything. I was like, "How can I just sit here?" and watch American citizens be, be like assaulted by the police. Um, and it was just something inside me just said, I have to defend my fellow countrymen. I have to stand up, and because and, there will be people here that die if I don't. And there were so many brave patriots that day that decided, instead of tuck tail and running, to defend themselves and defend the, the unarmed patriots and the, the their, their fellow countrymen around them. And it was like one of the most heroic and brave situations where... Americans of every creed, color, race, size, we all banded together, and instead of uh, dying at the hands of the Capitol Police, we defended ourselves. And that's our right as Americans to protest, to, to redress our grievances uh, with the government. And if the government assaults you while you're doing that, you have every right to defend yourself, just as if anybody else were to do it. Just because they have a badge doesn't mean they can assault you for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you, you 
you did save people that day. And uh, actually, there's a story on Conservative Daily News, Jake Lang, an unsung American hero, where they describe in a harrowing display of unity and courage, Lang rushed into a stream of police pepper spray and bodies falling one on top of another by the Capitol, uh, pushed by the Capitol Police, and picked up the unconscious body of a young black man, Philip Anderson. By the grace of God, Philip did not meet the same fate as Roseanne Boyland. But I mean, this was a, a war zone, and people don't understand that. Uh, I mean, I, I can only imagine, you know, what you've gone through in the year and a half since then. Can you tell us just after January 6th, what was the timeline of your arrest or your, you know, the investigation into you? How, how quickly after January 6th were you placed under arrest? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I, I started my political activism uh, January 6th later on that night by calling out the Capitol Police on my Instagram I had a pretty solid following, around 40,000, 50,000 followers, and I was calling them out for murdering Roseanne Boylan in my arms, for attempting to murder Philip Anderson and, and other brave patriots that were there that um, that did die, like like uh, Ashley Babbitt, God rest her soul as well. And so I was posting and really being proactive patriot and saying that, you know, the, the, there's a coup d'etat happening here, and it's not by Trump, it's by uh, the, the falsely elected uh, Joe Biden who's an unconstitutional tyrant. And um, so I started being an activist and not tucking tail again and trying to stand up um, at post and say, guys, let's get together here, let's do what Americans do, and let's resist tyranny. And uh, I'll tell you, I hear some new music in the background, so I guess we're going to go on a break for a little bit. Yeah, we'll be back in uh, in just a minute to talk about uh, the, the gauntlet you've been through since then. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from Deep Earth Crystals, more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is. So I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier. You have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Jake Lang is my guest. He has been held without bond for a year and a half following his arrest for his activity on January 6th, 2021, where he saved the lives of not just one, but at least two people credit Jake with pulling them out of the melee and potentially saving their lives. Philip Anderson, of course, the person that we talked about last time. And you also have uh, Tommy Tatum, who credits Jake as well with saving his life. 
But of course, you know, we were talking about just just the fallout from this. I, I was with you after January 6th. I was sort of fired up going, look, this this is a coup going on. Not not the one that that they're claiming now that January 6th was a coup, but the coup happened in November during the election. And it was time for Americans to stand up and fight back. And perhaps that is why, you know, you drew their ire. But again, just tell us the the timeline of how this went, when they picked you up, what they charged you with, how they expanded your charges later. Uh, just if we can begin where we where we left off there after January 6th, you were getting more involved and speaking out on your Instagram. What happened then, Jake? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you said it right. The coup d'etat happened in uh, November. And uh, you can tell it's a coup when uh, the on January 20th, when the entire capital was surrounded by armed uh, <laughs> Humvees and stuff right. like that. That doesn't happen in a free society. Um, when you have to protect your own capital building from the will of the people and set up a security perimeter and put uh, people in mounted machine guns and, and 20,000 uh, armed forces, troops at your own capital, that probably means you do not have the consent of the people. Um and anybody who doesn't see that with their own eyes is sticking their head in the sand. I mean, the people, the we, we the people showed up on January 6th, and we tried redressing our grievance, which was a stolen election. Right. And they assaulted us and punished us. And after that, I said, you know, this is this has gone too far. They're now murdering unarmed American citizens on the steps of our own capital. We have to organize. And uh, so I tried organizing and just being a voice for for the you know the the, the people out there that needed to be organized and say, let's get together, let's do a you know, peaceful protest on January 20th. And they came and they scooped me up before I was able, ever able to have the chance to do that. Um, they scooped me up January 16th. They were watching me for a few days. It was like a movie scene. I swear they were swinging out of the trees at me, like 20 cars pulled up. Um, I was actually on crutches because they shot me on January 6th with a rubber bullet in the foot and shattered my foot. Um, I was all beat up from January 6th, still hobbling around. Um, and so they, they tackled me down and threw me in, transported me from jail to jail to jail. And uh, it was on COVID restrictions, and I'm still on COVID restrictions. Right now, I'm currently 22 hours a day in a, in a, in a cell with no entertainment whatsoever. I have uh, a Bible, and I have a pen and a paper, and I write letters. And uh, that's about it. And so they're they're are torturing me as it is right now with, uh, you know, sleep deprivation, solitary confinement, um, lack of any social interactions, um, no religious services. I mean, this has been the story for the last 16 months is in a string of abuses starting from, uh, and it's all a cabal. It's all interconnected. I mean, the reason I'm being treated the way I'm being treated and put in solitary confinement and I've gotten beaten in, in the prison before for singing the national anthem. I've been pepper sprayed. The reason why they're doing all this is to make all the other American citizens out there who ever thought in the recesses of their mind that they had the right to stand and resist tyranny and defend their country and peacefully protest that this is what will happen to you if you ever go against the regime, if you ever go against the, the socialism uh, tyranny that is taking over this country. We will jail you. We will drag your name through the mud. We will harass your family. We will tell everyone you're a domestic terrorist. We will torture you in solitary confinement. And so they're kind of using us to posture against the American citizens, saying, you're not a citizen. You're actually being controlled. You're underneath tyrannical rule. And if you stand up and say anything about it, we will destroy you. And so 
when times like this happen in our country, we can't uh, kind of go back into our turtle shells. We need to stand up and protest harder. We need to speak out more. We need to use whatever freedoms we have left, social media, writing letters, doing protests out on the street, and stand up and say, we will resist tyranny. It is our God-given right and it is our duty to resist tyranny in every shape and form and fashion. And so, you know, I really just beg the American people to, to hurt up their loins with the Spirit of God and to stand up and to say, if one of us is being treated like this, and it's not just me, it's uh, 50 patriotic prisoners, political prisoners that are being held in deplorable conditions. If one of us can be treated like this, then all of us can be treated like this. This is what they want to do to the critical race theory moms and dads who are standing up in school board meetings. They want to label you domestic terrorists. They want to throw you in these dungeon prisons, put you in solitary confinement, call you domestic terrorists, and ruin you. And we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen to any Jan Sixers. We can't let it happen to anybody in this country. I mean, we stood up defending the Constitution, and this is what our, our, our punishment is. No, I think so you're— Jake, what you said— Yeah, you're exactly right. This is a—yeah, Jake, Jake Ling's lawyer. Sorry, go ahead. Thank you. Steve yeah, this Metcalf. is Steve Metcalf, my awesome lawyer. Steve Metcalf's my awesome attorney. <laughs> so going back to Jake, when you were arrested, I treated this at first in my mind as any other federal case. Your age, your family circumstances, you had your family back backing you. They could have easily signed for any amount for you to be able to just be bonded out. I thought I was going to have you bonded out literally that day. And then when I started talking to the prosecutors, I realized, well, there's something going on here because they weren't even giving an inch. And it was there was a hard stance that Jake has to remain in custody throughout the pending of your case. And that, that blew my mind because I couldn't understand why based on the charges. And then it became apparent how political this is. And it just got worse and worse and worse. From there, Jake has been, he said from jail to jail, Jake has been transferred to eight jails since his arrest. Hmm. He, went from, he went all around New York. I, was suppo- I, I petitioned for him to get medical attention on his foot on his first arraignment. I don't even know if that happened. Then he, I was in communication where I was supposed to know when Jake was transferred to D.C. And in the middle of the night, one night, I get a phone call that he's been transferred to D.C. without my knowledge. It's gone on and on for this entire time. Then every time we get comfortable and he gets into a place where we actually could establish communication, he gets transferred again. So he just went from D.C. was the place he was at the longest. Everyone heard about the conditions there. Then he goes to Lewisburg, and we actually start setting up a communication. Then he gets transferred again to where he's at now, which is Alexandria. So it's been a manipulated scenario to make my life just extremely difficult. And even just speaking to him about what's going on and what we're doing on the legal side of things. Of course, yeah. And, and I mean, what, what you're saying is it makes perfect sense. And it is just, it's baffling. It's confusing, right? You go and you think, okay, there's, there's a protest, got a little, a little out of control. There were some scuffles. This is no big deal. This guy doesn't have a history of violence. They don't have evidence of him being part of some large coordinated network. So it's, you know, minor trespassing charges, whatever the charges are, we'll get this cleared up. And it's like nothing is working that way. Suddenly he's being treated as a domestic terrorist. Suddenly he's being, you know, they're doing everything they can to try to limit his ability to fight his case, to talk to his lawyer.
lawyer to have his family be able to come visit him. I mean, there's a number of different problems that come about when you have a prisoner who's being moved unknowingly around on his legal case, on just his his own uh, mental health can be hugely damaging in that regard. But of course, it's because they're treating you like a domestic terrorist. They're treating you like an existential threat to the republic for simply standing up and defending people who were at the time unconscious and being beaten by the police. It, it's it just goes beyond description. Uh, we're about to go to break here, but we'll be back on the other side with uh, Jake Lang and his lawyer, Mr. Uh, Metcliffe. And again, you can go to uh, j6truth.org. That's J, the number six, truth.org. And you can see all of these videos that show, without a shadow of a doubt, what Jake Lang was doing that day. He wasn't being a violent instigator. He wasn't out to do a coup or an insurrection. He's not a white supremacist. He was saving lives and defending innocent protesters who were unconscious and being beaten by the police. And now he's in jail. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male path. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is, so I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier, you have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Jake Lang, has been in prison for a year and a half. He's currently under lockdown for 22 hours a day, kept alone in his stall with no entertainment, no ability to communicate with other people, torturous conditions that... I think blatantly violate the constitutional provision against unusual and extreme punishments. But this is the world in tyranny. You can support Jake and all of the J6 prisoners by going to j6truth.org. And they're actually coming out with a documentary uh, soon about that. If you could tell us uh, about how people can get involved, how people can 
help you and how people can fight back against this. Because, look, even if you didn't want to fight back against this before, it's it's your duty as an American, I believe, to stand up against this. When you see your fellow Americans being treated like this, we have a duty to stand up for it. And if we don't, it's really our fault for not utilizing what little freedoms we have left. Uh, But can you tell us just about J6 Truth, how people can support you and, and what you have coming up on that site? Yeah, awesome. Of course. I mean, it's the backbone of America to be able to protest and support political movements and stuff. So this is a really grassroots movement. Um, J6Truth.org. We're getting people sending us videos from all over the world, really, um, and compiling them and just showing the truth of what happened that day, not the you know media spun narrative, CNN and MSNBC who want to sell you the fake you know news that we're domestic terrorists. No, we have the truth on there. Which is the police brutality that was instigated and incited by the Capitol Police um, in order to vilify Trump and to basically create this whole entire scenario where they get to walk around for the next two years before midterms and call all of their um, conservative political opponents domestic terrorists um, based off of a little scuffle, like you said, that happened um, outside the Capitol um, where we ended up losing four of our unarmed, brave American patriots and they didn't even have any serious injuries on, on their side um, because we were unarmed and we were trying to be peaceful, of course. So to get involved, go to j6shoot.org. We got um, a sign-up on the website. We got a, a donation fundraiser where we're raising money right now for this documentary. We actually just bought a front-page ad on Washington Times newspaper promoting the documentary. So we're taking the money. We're using it to educate people and to, to, to spread the truth. And um, so we really need your donations. We need people to write their congressmen. We need people to organize locally to protest, show up to your PTA meetings, your your conservative uh, Republican meetings and stuff, and just bring up the topic. Keep the political prisoners plight, uh, the, the patriots of this country, the real frontline patriots, the Jan Sixers. Keep us on the, on, on the forefront because we stood up, we fought for you, we defended this country. Now all we're asking in return is just your support. So keep talking about us, keep writing letters to your congressmen and your representatives, and please get out there in, in the midterms and the, the elections and do not vote in rhinos, vote in real patriots. We need real patriots to come and take back this country. And that's what, the only thing's going to save us is bold American patriotism right now, not shrinking back and letting the Democrats and the liberals and the insane people that are trying to take over this country just rule. Um, us blindly and lead us to like silent, like sheep to the slaughterhouse. We need to stand up and speak out and, and get organized. So, um, you know, that's that's what my my call is for you guys. Like, don't don't lose hope. You know, right now uh, we're in a tough spot in the country. Coronavirus lockdowns and Biden's you know ridiculous tyranny. But God uses these situations to strengthen us, and we will be strengthened together um, by suffering together and. Uh, and come out stronger for it and, and unbreakable. Well, and, you know, we whether it's any any of the number of prisoners of, of January 6th that we've had on this program or even just ones I've met in my own life, people who are going, yeah, you know, I got to go to court next week and I may be going to jails for for 10 years. I'm blown away by how solid you guys are in, in your your mentality. I mean, I don't know if I could handle going through what you're going through, especially with the plea deals they're offering you. And obviously, in my opinion, you know, part of the the mistreatment is it trying to encourage you to take plea deal because all they want is that 
that plea or that guilty verdict so they can wave it around and say, see, we got one. See, he admitted it or see, we were right about this. I mean, they're desperate to try to pump up their you know, media campaign with some sort of legal basis by saying, oh, we got something. I, you know, I just I don't know how you guys maintain your strength and your positive outlook. It really is mind blowing to me. What's behind that? Is it just you know, is this, is this just what happens when you know you're innocent and you know you're up against tyranny that you're able to just sort of internalize that and recognize what you're going through is something that that is just a test God is putting you through? I, I mean, where does your strength come from to deal with all this stuff? Well, I, I like to say one thing. Fear does not live in the heart of a patriot. And that God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's straight from the Bible. And so without... The, the amazing faith that being persecuted for righteousness sake can give you. I mean, it can it can really strengthen you. And so you have to understand where you're at in history, what it means to the American people to have strong patriots to lean on. I mean, we're like a new class of founding fathers in this country. All the J6 patriots who stood up and defended this country, we're like the people that, I mean, there was no politicians on our side of the fence. It was we, the people, unarmed, standing up, defending this country, using our voices to be heard, and now people can rely on us. I mean, we have a new fidelity system mm-hmm. in this country where it's like, you have to support the Jan 6 Patriots to be a patriot in this country. And like you see Ted Cruz called us a domestic terrorist uh, a few months ago, and like he almost got ousted from the Republican Party because the real patriots stood up and said, those people are not domestic terrorists and stuff. So the alliances and what's shifting in this country and People really are respecting us. I've received thousands of letters. The real American patriots are getting behind us, and so I implore the audiences listening to get behind us and to start to speak up. Make flyers, make stickers, make T-shirts. Get out there, organize, do what you do best, which is love one another and you know support us in our suffering because we need we need all the letters and love and, and support we can get because it makes it you know a lot easier and a lot more worth it when. Uh, you don't suffer in vain when you know that the country's pushing back and, and the people are standing up on, on your behalf. Um, so, well, yeah, I just support yeah. people get involved. You, you know InfoWars is behind you 110% as well as our, our audience. And, again, if you want to help these guys, go to j6truth.org, share some of the videos around, spread the truth about it, donate if you can. This is a bellwether. This is a a test case for the New World Order. If they can get away with this, if they can get away with taking what is obvious on its face, a peaceful protest for a legitimate grievance that spiraled a little out of control because of police abuses, and that turns into these are domestic terrorists in a a racist, anti-Semitic overthrow of the government. If you can let them get away with that lie and not just spreading that lie but actually acting on that lie and imprisoning people on the basis of that lie, then – you know, it's it's the death knell of this country. It's a bellwether for where we're going. Harrison, I'm a Jew. <laughs> I'm a Jew, bro. Oh, really? Don't tell me it was a racist overthrow of the country. You know what I mean? Like these these ridiculous uh, news media outlets. Uh, that just highlights Jewish, how ridiculous uh, Trump it is. Supporter. Yeah, a white Jewish Trump supporter saved the life of an unarmed black man from police brutality on the steps of the Capitol. And you'll never hear that in any mainstream news media narrative. But that's the truth. That's what really happened. And that's the power of, of the Patriot, um, you know, movement here is that we don't see race, color, creed, anything like that. We're, we're all Americans at the end of the day. And um, I wish we were being treated like all the other Americans that are being let out, the Bail Reform Acts in New York City, Seattle, Chicago. 
I mean, they can commit heinous crimes and, and they're being let out same day. Meanwhile, you know, you got people like me and other brave patriots who defended the lives of unarmed American citizens that day and were being held for, for literally years before trial. No speedy, no right to speedy trial being selectively prosecuted in much different plea deals and circumstances and bail um, offerings than any Black Lives Matter and Antifa protester just because we're right-wing conservatives and we're constitutionally minded. And the New World Order loves to sit and show that there's a two-tiered system saying, you know, all of the, the good cattle uh, who don't speak up, uh, you know, they get treated this way. But anybody who's a rabble-rouser and a patriot and uh, a rebel like our founding fathers were, we're going to absolutely throw you away, throw you, throw you away, lock away the key. And uh, we can't have that. We can't have a two-tiered justice system in this country. You know, we're all created equal in God's eyes. and. I expect to be treated just like any other man in this country would be for uh, trying to protect my country, my fellow citizens. Wow. Well, you are an incredible, incredibly powerful warrior in this regard, and, and you obviously have our prayers and our support. And I mean it. You know, people every single day, every day people go out and you get lunch and you're, you're you know, having a good time, you're going to parties. Just think every single night – that the January 6th protesters are sitting in a cold cell and suffering because they stood up for the freedoms that you enjoy. It is our duty and obligation to support these people. And I hope that you can do it by going to j6truth.org. And uh, one day, Jake, I, I hope you're free and recognized for the patriotic hero that you truly are. Thank you so much for calling in today, sir. Thank you, God bless you. Thank you, InfoWars. You guys are the best. God's you know, name. it's a fact, and I'm not bragging when I say it. It's just true that InfoWars is seen by the globalist as the standard of human liberty, as the logo of human populist resistance against their transhumanist, anti-human program. And man, our work is really right now hitting the most important aspects of what we've ever done. So I'm asking listeners now to realize we've got great products, thousands of them at InfoWarsTore.com and we are funded by listeners and viewers like you. And so now we need the support more than ever because this fight has intensified. Don't need me to tell you that at InfoWarsTore.com. We've got 25 to 75% off across the board right now. Things have been sold out for a long time, like InfoWars Life, Fizzy Magnesium Mix that's so amazing, and our new immune support formula that's so critical. They're all available 25 to 75% off at InfoWarsTore.com right now.